Good afternoon. Welcome back to Faith FM. You are you have tuned into. Sorry, I'm a bit tongue-tied. You have tuned into the Marriage Projects, where we talk about biblical wisdom for marriage and how that translates into real life. And you are here with Chapo and with Bethany. And if you didn't already notice, Chapo's voice is Ugh. just not his normal voice. We are actually coming to you from our home today because we took a COVID test yesterday and we're waiting for the results to come back. And the kids are all snotty and sad, and we're all hanging out at home. So put them in the room yeah. with a movie on. <laughs> we're hoping for the best while we record the radio show. Because this today. is real life. This is what real life looks like, and it's not ideal, but it's just it's how it is. We are we're all feeling pretty crook, and um, yeah. So we wanted to talk this week about real life. We did. We wanted to talk about ordinary marriage, ordinary love, and so we'll be talking about ordinary marriage and what life mostly looks like. We'll be talking about how to love each other when times are ordinary. And what the Bible says about an ordinary life. That's right. Now, we are going to do our best to get through um, today's program. We don't know if the kids are going to come out. They might. Yeah. The three-year-old is definitely sketchy. Yep. She might come out. So, there may be a special guest on today's show. (laughs) So often, we hear stories about true love and real love and passion and romance and excitement. And those things are part of married life, but there's also a whole lot of ordinary in between in a married life because the reality is that in any life situation when you're living out your life is that there are ups and downs, highs and lows, and sometimes just plain ordinary. And so today we wanted to talk about, well, ordinary, what does that look like and, and how does it work? Yeah, because your whole life isn't a honeymoon. That is so true. Yeah. Um, honeymoons are just so great because all you've got to do is focus on each other. You don't have any responsibilities, any time commitments, unless, unlike us, who on our honeymoon, we foolishly booked in a whole lot of um, appointments and stuff to go yeah. and see and do when we should have just chilled. It was so um, But if you are smart and you don't do anything on your honeymoon, you just get to focus on being together and enjoying one another's company, which is really lovely. But when you come home and you're not on holiday, real life hits you in the face. Real life happens. There's a responsibility. There is debts and bills to pay. There is life admin and phone calls to make and doctor's appointments to make. Being sick, needing medication. (laughs) um, There's going to work and coming home from work and the commute and preparing lunch for the day. Trying a new diet and having bad gas. (laughs) That's like, that's some stuff that happens. There is um, running a household and talking about whose responsibilities are whose and who's going to do what and how it's going to work. There's family obligations and, and Christmas and dinners and birthday celebrations that you attend that you do or don't want to attend or just add more things to your life. And then there's your friends that you want to see sometimes, but you always say, hey, we should hang out. And then it's just life is a bit crazy sometimes. (laughs) So I want to ask you this question and maybe you, our listener, you can think about, is ordinary actually bad? Hmm. I don't think ordinary is bad. I think that... Ordinary is portrayed as bad because even like when you might see like a seminar that you can go to about like how to have the best marriage yet and all that sort of stuff. And it's usually like a very, very fit and attractive, you know, middle-aged couple, uh, you know, 
giving thumbs up to the to the photographer and stuff like that. But it, even that seems like really glamorous. You don't really see like the, the, you know the the overweight couple that's had the battle scars of life and, and stuff on those sorts of commercials. Where so I think ordinary is portrayed as less than optimal, but ordinary is reality. Yeah, and I guess that's true. That um, the best is what sells. The best is what's marketable. Um, you know, our world celebrates celebrities. It celebrates being famous. It celebrates being rich, being glamorous, being important, doing things in a hurry, and getting getting there quick and taking shortcuts. Yeah. It doesn't celebrate the ordinary, the everyday, the painstaking, the patient, the long game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what marriage is, isn't it? It's signing up for the long game with another person and it's saying, okay, uh, 20-year-old me doesn't really know 40-year-old you, but I'd like to get to know you and <laughs> yeah. I'd like to grow there with you and work it out along the way. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's true because, yeah, 20-year-old you didn't know the the ideas that I would have as 40-year-old me or how I would look as 40-year-old me or how what my health was going to be like at 40 or all this sort of stuff. It's, you know, like life is life. Yes, and you say that being not yet 40 and also that we didn't get married when we were 20 either. Well, you just started saying it. I, just I know, you it. just really went with it. That's okay. Um, for those who are like 20 and you're not married yet and you're just like, oh, my goodness, we need to get married by 20. Don't panic. We didn't get married when we were 20. No, I was like, like 26. Yeah. Don't make, don't feel like there's pressure on and you. What, how old am I now? Don't start panicking. 36. How old are you? Yeah, you're you're 36. Yeah. Wait, I'm 36. Yeah, we're both 36. We're both 36 for the moment, but it can change <laughs> at every year. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. So, does ordinary mean that you're stuck in a rut? Um, it can. I think ordinary can mean you're stuck in a rut. And I think, well, maybe maybe it's easy to get stuck in a rut when you're doing ordinary life. Yeah. But ordinary just has to be what people learn to, to deal with as part of, you know, living together. We've got a visitor here, so we're just going to um, handle this one quickly. Okay, the kids are running out of popcorn. Okay. We're going to take a break soon and we'll be able to get you some popcorn. How about that, Zoe? Okay. We're, and we're back. <laughs> All right. Sometimes you need more snacks and you didn't anticipate that the people were <laughs> as hungry after lunch as they actually are. And that's another part of the ordinary life. Like how many times a day does a parent get asked for snacks? About 180, I reckon. Yep. Especially the more children you have, the more times you get asked for snacks. Mm. But, yeah, so ordinary doesn't necessarily mean that you're stuck in a rut or that things are not great. Sometimes things are just ordinary, and I just wanted to say that that's okay. If you're feeling ordinary, that that's okay. Does life have to be exciting to be good? Ooh, I don't know. What do you think? No. No? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking look, about it. Like, the, the older I, I want to live an exciting life, but then sometimes I, I'm tired. Sometimes people are sick. Sometimes I'm busy and it's okay to not be excited all the time. I think excited is a thing that we can experience and it can come and go, but it doesn't have to be an all the time thing. In fact, it takes a lot of energy for it to be an all the time thing. I would say the older I get, the less excitement I crave. Right. When, when you ask me, what do you want to do on your birthday? What do I normally say? You always say, I just want to do less. I just want to do nothing. I just want to be not in a hurry and not hustled and 
And is that right? Like, yeah, busy? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go out to eat anywhere. I don't want to go somewhere. Just a nice- No stress. No stress. Mm. A slow day. Maybe that's because you have too much stress in your life. There might be other people who don't have much stress in their life and they're like, I want a really stressful <laughs> birthday. <laughs> yeah. Because I need my stress fix for the year until my next birthday. <laughs> well, uh, if you're one of those that. people, I probably need some tips on how to live your everyday life because our life is very full, isn't it, chap? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I also just want to add as well that you don't have to be happy to be fulfilled. Do you think you have to be happy to be fulfilled? I feel like we really pursue happiness a lot as society and we sell happiness a lot. Even Coca-Cola sells happiness these days. It comes in a bottle and it makes a beautiful noise and you get so excited about it and you drink your happiness and then you need another one because it's gone. Yeah, not anymore. Um, That that ad campaign finished a couple of years ago. Is it because- But it lasted for 10 years. Is it because people realised that it didn't make them happy, it just made them obese? (laughs) Yeah, could be. be. Sad truths here about Coca-Cola. Um, but so we just wanted to let you know that, that happiness is something that everyone's trying to find, but it doesn't necessarily, it's an emotion again, and emotions come and go, and we can experience them and enjoy them when we have them, but we don't have to feel them constantly yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good way of saying it. Is that what you would say? That's what I would say. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, should we take a break? Sure. We can get these kids some more popcorn. They need popcorn. Yeah, okay.
Welcome back to Faith FM. You're listening to The Marriage Project with Bethany and Chapo. We have given some snacks to our children and hopefully we'll get through this next segment without any interruptions. That's right. If you've just tuned in, um, we are at home, not well, as a family of five, awaiting our COVID tests. So we are recording a little bit differently today. You know, and and this week we're talking about ordinary marriage and it reminds me that um, I just, I saw on um, Jimmy Fallon, I think it was a Jimmy Kimmel, I always get those two confused, but I saw Alanis Morissette doing a song and she had her little daughter sitting on her lap saying, Mom, is it over yet? Are you done? What's this about? And it just really reminded me of the hilarity of parenting and not having all of the conveniences that COVID has taken away or made it more difficult for us this year when it comes to parenting. And a lot of the world, like parents all around the world are really struggling with how do I live my parenthood and my work life inside the same space? Because so often we've been able to separate it and COVID has made it not possible for us. So it's definitely been a challenge around the world for families of young kids, especially or teenagers even kids of all ages so, yep yeah it ain't easy it's been a crazy times um so today we're talking about life in the ordinary and i really want to challenge you to find a way to connect to your spouse even when life is ordinary because it doesn't necessarily mean that you're stuck in the rut but it's really important to have those little rituals throughout the day where you come together do you kiss each other good night do you pray together do you when your spouse comes in, do you greet them at the front door? Do you go out to the car and help them bring in the groceries? Um, when they walk into the room, do you keep doing what you're doing or do you acknowledge them and welcome them and, uh, you know, give them a hug or, or let them know that their presence <coughs> is is valued to you in that and space that's really as well. an important point. And it's something I'd encourage people to try. Like, try those little um, points of connection that are within the ordinary. So, like you said, like um, the spouse comes home from work mm. um, and you acknowledge that they're there and you greet them and, you know, so you're, they're glad they're back. And just, just things like that that aren't just like things are just carrying on without mm. any connection at all. Yeah. How do we find connection in the ordinary day-to-day life? Yeah, before you go and do this one thing, why don't you sit down and, and talk to each other for five minutes and then go and do the other thing? Yeah. So it's really Or a 10-second hug. 10-second hug. 10-second hug when is you that come the, home. Um, is that the quality amount of hug? I think it's 10 seconds, isn't it? Oh, I feel like 10 is not very long. No, Maybe but isn't it is. the – it's like a ten, it takes 10 seconds to um, actually feel grounded and connected. I don't know. Anyway. I'd have to look into it. There's some rule about how long a kiss needs to be and how long a hug needs to be, but I've forgotten what it is. Oh, does that mean like, we're doomed? Probs. I don't know. Uh, um, it's actually a ch- one of the challenges of our relationship is that Chapo is um, really physically affectionate, and I'm really just like, why do why do we need to touch right now? And it's it's a real <laughs> challenge for us, but we're working through it, and that's the joy of marriage. That's why we called it the Marriage Project because we're all a work in progress. Nobody is all there, all together, perfect or fixed. We are all human beings who are on a journey towards loving each other well and living well. Mm. So, how do we love each other through the ordinary times? Now, there's a famous passage in the Bible in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I'm going to find it. And it's even, like, been made into a song, right? Has it? I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Mm, I'm sure. I think it's been made into a song. Anyway... And it talks about the seasons of life. It talks about how things change and 
how it's okay to be in the season that you're in and be where you're at right now. Yeah. And I thought that was really appropriate with the ordinariness of life because sometimes it's your honeymoon and sometimes it's book parade at school and you've got to find a costume for your kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's you've both got an 8am start at work and you're rushing out the door. Um, sometimes you're on holidays. Sometimes it's the weekend. Sometimes you're on an adventure. Sometimes it's Christmas. Um, all of those things are part of life. And I think Ecclesiastes really captures that really beautifully. Do you want yeah. to read a bit of it? It's actually 22 verses if you want to do the whole line. I'm not going to read 22 no. verses. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, anyway. I might just read the first um, couple of verses. Yeah. Yeah. For every... Sorry, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for peace and a time for war. Mm. The time for embracing and the time for refraining from embracing relates to my earlier comment about like <laughs> um, our challenges when it comes to personal space versus connecting and hugging each other. I feel like other. I've only learned about this <laughs> since we've started doing this show. Like, I don't know if you've ever told me this personally or if it's just been something that you tell everyone who's listening. Cause yeah, <laughs> I just save it all up. But I'm just like, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to bring it all up in the microphone. Yeah. So, if you, uh, if you need a safe place to talk to your spouse, start a radio show about marriage <laughs> and bring up all your grievances there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you knew this. Like, it's, it's definitely been – there's been a disparity since having children. Oh, yeah, okay. Of how affectionate I am because I've spent a lot of my touching quota for the day on, on other children. people that's not yeah. you, whereas before we had children, you got all of that. Yeah, and, and it so wasn't an issue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, that's I'm where I'm about. going with that. Okay. Yes. But I really love how it talks about you don't have to do everything all at once. I think society and culture today has really sold us this idea that we we can have all of the things and we should have all of the things and we all deserve to have all of the things all of the time. But maybe all of the things aren't actually good for us all of the time. Maybe sometimes we just need to lean into what we've got right now and wait until tomorrow for tomorrow's thing or wait until next year for next year's thing and stop trying to juggle all of the stuff. That's yeah, mm. that's a good point. Yeah, and I and I just really loved like it talked about so many things. Like it talked about grieving and death and harvesting and planting and and then even the in between time when you think about harvesting and planting, that's growing. Yeah, watching things grow is real slow. <laughs> like you know, kids are going to be like, "Can I have a snack? Can I use your iPad? I'm really bored. This is boring." Can we do something else? Um, watching things grow takes time, takes a whole lot of focus if you're going to sit there and watch it happen. Yeah. Or if you go away and come back, then it's also done, which is great too. Yeah. Look, and I think like when you think of the tr- traditional marriage vows, you know, for better or for worse, for richer or poorer, for sickness and health, I think that in those words, it's, it's the expectation that there will be all of those things. There will be sickness and health. It won't just be all health or all sickness. There'll be both. There will be better and there worse. There'll be times that are good and times that are a struggle. Mm. It's that idea that there are different seasons mm. and it's ordinary to experience 
a fluctuating season. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there'll be times when you have a newborn baby and there'll be times when you don't. There'll be times when it's your honeymoon. There'll be times when, like, we didn't, we never expected that we would lose your mum so young. And yeah. that, that would be a massive grief and trauma that we would go through and support each other through in that part of our lives that, you know, while we're still in our 30s, while we've still got so much of our lives to live and while our kids still need a grandparent yeah, around. before we that finished was, having children, yeah. Yeah, that was really huge. Um, so you just, you really don't know what you're going to face, but you can still lean into whatever you've got and love each other well and find moments of connection in what you're carrying currently. That's right. I found a really beautiful passage in the Bible in Song of Solomon's. Song of, are we allowed to do Song of Solomon's? Well, I'm not doing the whole of Song of Solomon's. It's a pretty tame one in Song of Solomon's. Okay, all right. You know, and I guess that brings up a point. Like, I would love to address some of the content of Song of Songs here. I just don't know exactly what we can get away with in the uh, in the time <laughs> in the time slot that we've got. Yeah, it's but like <laughs> it is. A, it's, people's it's coming beautiful. home from school. Yeah. I have, oh, there we go. I lost Song of Songs. I found Song of Songs. I'm back here now. <laughs> oh, so, you know, there's these couple of little parts of the Bible, the little books of the Bible that are just like, they're somewhere between Psalms and Ezekiel, and you're just like, where are you? <laughs> That's what happened to me just now, but I found it. Okay, so Song of Solomon's chapter 2 and verse 11 to 13 says this. It says, For behold, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree ripens its figs, the vines are in blossom, and they give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. Yeah, okay. Now, there's a whole lot of innuendo in Song of Solomon, so I don't know what all of these things mean underneath what they mean, but I just thought it was a really beautiful picture of sometimes it's winter and sometimes we really have to to just, I guess, take cover together as a spouse or couple and and really ride out the storm yeah. and really hold one another through what is a really difficult time which is a winter, which is a snow, which is a cold, which is bitter. And then on the other side it's of that, there will that be time is over flowers. Yeah. There will be life. There will be fruit. There will be joy. And there'll be a time when you can say, stand up, my love. Let's go. Let's go away from this dark, cold, miserable place together. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's really important too. So sometimes you're in a season and you've got to accept changing and growing seasons and then sometimes you're also um you have to bear through a season as well. That's right. Yeah. Well we need to take a break. And yep. by the rowdiness that's coming from the other room, it sounds like uh we need to do some parenting as well. So we'll be back after a short break. Multitasking. Multitasking that's all right. <laughs> Looking for an easy way to share a program with a friend? Tell them about the free Faith FM app where they can easily listen to hundreds of programs and podcasts. Whenever God shines light on me, open up my eyes so I can see. When I look up in the darkest night, then I know everything's gonna be alright. In deep confusion, in great despair, 
When I reach out for him, he is there. When I am lonely as I can be, then I know that God shines his light on me. La 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 In Jesus' name Yes, He'll lift you up and turn you around And He'll put your feet back on higher ground Reach out for Him, He'll be there With any troubles you can share Yeah, he heals the lame. Says you can do it too. In Jesus' name. Yes, he'll lift you up and turn you around. And he'll put your feet back on higher ground. Welcome back to Faith FM. You are listening to The Marriage Project with Chapo and Bethany, and we have been talking about ordinary marriage. Because we're doing it ordinary at the moment. We are. We are <laughs> recording from home today, and we have the kids at home today, and it's a little bit kooky dooks at our house, a little bit crazy. Um, so we thought, what a perfect time to just talk about how sometimes life isn't always flowers and roses and diamonds and um, tea parties. Yep. Yeah. None of those things that I like. <laughs> and we just looked at, before the break, a couple of Bible texts about how there are different seasons in life and sometimes we need to just go, okay, this isn't for me right now. And then there are other times where we need to bear through the difficult thing together and then say, okay, love, it's time to get up. Let's go into a new place and into a new space together. So I just wanted to think about, I don't know whether you are in a tough season right now. Let's be honest, the whole world has had a tough 2020. And so maybe that's taken a toll on your marriage. Maybe you've had 
working from home and you've been having difficulty trying to find space to actually get away from your spouse so that you can miss each other. Maybe um, it's really just, you know, it's brought up a whole lot of tension. Maybe there's been financial issues. Maybe one of you's got a job and the other doesn't. Maybe there's resentment. Maybe there's um, financial burden. Um, so many things that can really come up. Maybe um, Mental health as well. Um, we've been through a season in our lives where um, at one time or another, one of us has had a severe period of depression where one of us has had to be the strong one for the other person. And so um, that might be you. You might resonate to that, that you might just be really going through a tough season right now. And there is wisdom in the Bible for you and there is hope for you as well. And I would really encourage you to to reach out. I really believe that um, couples therapy isn't just for broken couples, that it is for couples who want to grow well together. And so if you need that, go right ahead and do it. And if you're interested in doing that, talk to your spouse about it and say, hey, would you give it a go with me? Yeah. I remember early on in the... um in the lockdown, you know, everyone was making jokes about the big baby boom that was going to happen in the, you know, towards the end of the year. But what they actually found out from other countries was the massive increase in people filing for divorce as a result mm-hmm. of lockdown because they just hadn't had to spend that much time together without being able to leave, uh, you know, or distract themselves with other things or other people. And yeah. And if you don't have the tools in your belt to disagree well, and to come out still loving each other on the other side of that, if being together means fighting, then that's a really challenging time for people yeah. as well. So, um, yeah, couples therapy can really help you with shared goals, with thinking about your future together, with um, ironing out some of those communication difficulties and conflict difficulties and, um, yeah, just help you think about, well, what kind of couple do we want to be into yeah. the future, which is super great. Um, so I wanted to challenge you to choose kindness and to choose friendship. If if marriage is a struggle for you and it's hard to be a married person right now, be a friend. You know how to be a friend. Be a friend to your spouse. Hmm. Um, don't concentrate on all of the things about what it means to be a husband or to be a wife, but figure out how to be a good friend and start with that and work your way up from there. Um, and choose to solve problems together as well. So the dishes in the sink could be your problem because you didn't do them. Or it could be our problem where we say, hey, the dishes in the sink are just really building up and it's really stressing me out. What are we going to do about it? How can we fix this? And when it's we tackling the world together, then we can do anything. And I really believe that as well, that it's really important to be a team in your marriage. It's beautiful. Are you going to cry there? Yeah, I might. Oh, I don't know if you're crying or choking because yeah, you're pretty sick. <laughs> so I want I want to challenge you to find joy and to find peace in the small things in your life. And don't wait for the next big thing as well. Don't sell out what you've got right now because you're waiting for something better to come along or something greater or something more important, something bigger. Yeah, or you something know. that you've seen that appears to be better. Um, everyone is normal, you know, like... Like, even the most beautiful, wealthy, attractive people are still normal. Like, like the, what you see on the outside, they still have the same arguments. They still go to the toilet. They still <laughs> um, have things that go wrong with their car. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, like, you can look at other people's marriages, other people's lives and think, gee, I wish I had a life like theirs. But you only see the bit that they want you to see. 
Yeah, and even more so with social media these days and, you know, we just post the highlights of our life because that nobody wants to see the pictures of your messy lounge room. Um, so we post the pictures of the things that are exciting, but it doesn't mean that life is always exciting. We need to just get a reality check on that sometimes yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so... Don't just keep pushing through for the next big thing, but enjoy the now. Enjoy the season that you're in right now that God has given you. All right. So I want to talk about what does the Bible say about ordinary lives? Okay. Yeah. So, and does the Bible say anything about ordinary life? Well, I don't know. Because often when you think, like, when you think Bible, you think big and Courageous, and I think of the life of miraculous. I think of Paul being bitten by vipers and not being harmed, and um, casting demons out of people, and being shipwrecked. And you think of all this sort of stuff. I think you think of John on the on the Isle of Patmos having this incredible vision before God, like you know. Yeah, and even in the Old Testament, you think about Elijah and, you know, how he had that showdown with all those prophets. You yeah. think about, like... Lady driving the tent peg through yeah, the guy's head. Chariots <laughs> of fire, army battles, you know, miraculous leading out of Egypt, time in the desert. Like, there's so many wonderful things and so many miraculous things that happen. Yeah. And you think, well... Is that, and, and let's be honest, like you and I both preachers, those are the exciting parts of the Bible to talk about and to preach about yeah, as well. Yeah, because people are encouraged by it. People yeah. are inspired by it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to preach that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's not as easy to preach some of the, uh, the health laws in Leviticus about mildew <laughs> and, and things like that because it's not as exciting. But that shows you that God is also interested in the ordinary life as well. You know, like when you've got a society that didn't know how to deal with their, um, with their sewage, you know, and they were getting sick because of it. God put laws in place that helped them figure out how to be hygienic and how to live once they were, you know, people who had gone from being slaves to being a free nation. And it just shows you that, hey, God is in the ordinary as well. The same God who spoke on Sinai, you know, and and was in the burning bush was the God who gave them laws about what to do after they went to the toilet. Mm. Like, you know, it's yeah. for their own health and their own well-being. Like, that's pretty cool. Well, that is pretty cool. You know, I've often said um, that I try, whenever I try to read the Bible right from the beginning right through, the thing that I always say is you lost me in Leviticus. (laughs) Because it's such a big thing to get your head around. But when you actually do look at it, there's a whole lot of really beautiful things about God's provision and his purpose for his people and how to help them set up a good life for themselves, Yeah, which is really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do if someone steals your donkey? I, don't I can't know. remember, but there's a verse about it. So. <laughs> it's good to know in case we get a donkey, we've got a pretty good size yard. Yeah. <laughs> it might come up in the future. Yeah, if anyone has a donkey that they want to get rid of, uh, just contact Faith FM and they'll put you in touch with us. <laughs> and we'd love to take it off your hands. Oh my goodness. We're going to end up with a zoo. Um, it's really important to be mindful of what you say yes and no to, chat. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, so back to what the Bible says. Um, are you going to the verse that I've got written down there? Acts sure. chapter 4 yeah. and verse 13. And this is pretty cool because when you think about the kind of people that Jesus chose, when you think about the disciples, um, they were a pretty unruly, rowdy, ordinary bunch of people. Mm. Um, many of them were the kind of people that nobody else wanted to sit at a dinner table with. And yet Jesus said, I'm coming to your house to tea tonight. I am 
inviting you to sit and break bread with me and to be part of my table and my kingdom, which is really beautiful. So, verse 13. Yeah. In Acts Acts 4. 4. Yeah. Sorry. It says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Yeah. So uneducated common in some other translations just simply says ordinary. Yep. They're Which ordinary means, men. Yeah, just ordinary blokes. They didn't excel in anything that would lead them to become a rabbi, yeah. um, which is what all young Jewish boys were trying to become. So they got kicked out of that school early because they weren't the shining stars. They weren't the, the star pupils. And so they didn't get the extra training. But here they are preaching the mm. word of God with power. And people are saying, hang on. What's going on here? They're not educated. They're not important. Yep. They're not wealthy. They're not the kind of people that we ordinarily listen to. Yep. But there's something going on with these guys, and they recognize that it's Jesus, yep. that being with Jesus made them different, which is really lovely. Um, and I just wanted to affirm you that, that God chooses ordinary people. And over and over again in the Bible, even in the exciting, miraculous parts of the Bible, it's not actually stories about extraordinary human beings. It is stories about ordinary, sometimes below ordinary human beings over and over again, that the God of heaven reaches down and says, I'm going to do something with your life that's going to inspire people. Mm. And it's not because of their humanity or their own goodness or their own strengths or valor or importance, but rather what God does with them and through them, which is amazing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We need to take a break. Okay. But we'll be back very soon. Our team here at Faith FM are encouraging you to stay positive and look out for others in this virus season. But maybe it's you that's in a tough spot right now due to the coronavirus. Maybe you're running low on supplies, out of work, stuck in self-quarantine, or just needing someone to chat to. We don't have any instant solutions, but there are many community services available to help. And if you don't know where to turn to, contact us on 1-800-FAITH-FM through our website, faithfm.com.au, or on Facebook, and we may be able to connect you with someone in your community who can offer support.
Love will soothe our restless souls and heal the aching hearts. Heal the aching hearts. So don't you Welcome back to Faith FM. You're listening to The Marriage Project with Bethany and Chapo, and today we're talking about ordinary marriage. Um, maybe you were hoping to get some super exciting, glamorous, inspiring, magi- magical advice about marriage today, but we just wanted to bring you the ordinary and to let you know that it's okay to be ordinary and that God approves of your ordinary That's right. Well. And if you have just tuned in, the reason we're talking about marriage and the ordinary aspects of it is because we're doing things differently today. We are in our lounge room. We're recording from home because we are both sick. We're, we're waiting for the COVID results to come back. Our children are in the bedroom watching a movie so that we can record because they're all sick and snotty as well. And yeah. this is real life. We've had a bunch of cranky kids home from school this week. This is the real world. <laughs> and here we are showing up and saying, God, use me on the radio today. Yep. <laughs> Which is lovely. So, we were talking about before the break how God uses ordinary people. And Chapo read a passage um, just about how inspired other people were when they saw the disciples and were like, whoa, these guys aren't very important. They aren't very educated. They aren't very powerful. And yet, what is coming out of their mouths tells me that God is doing something amazing and miraculous in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you see over and over again in the scripture is ordinary people used by an extraordinary yeah. God. Yeah, or ordinary problems that people are experiencing that God comes in and does something to rectify that. Yeah. Um, just people, yeah, everyday common issues that they're facing. Yeah. yeah. One of my um, favorite books of the Bible is Genesis because it is just like page after page of family drama yeah. <laughs> and hot mess. Yeah. And God steps in and does amazing things with these people because he – Loves them and he has chosen them, which That's is right. really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Going to weddings. Going to weddings. Do you I, like going to weddings? I do. I feel like it used to, we used to get invited a lot more. And now that we're like getting a bit older, we don't get invited as much to weddings. Yeah. Like, cause most of our friends are in the married and some of them are even in the divorced category now. Um, but. Like, when we were younger, we got invited to more weddings than we could go to. And then as pastors, we officiate weddings now. Um, so, it's a different season of life for us. But we we have the honour and the privilege of being there for people's marriages, or for people's first day of their marriage, which yeah, is really beautiful. It's, it's really cool. Um, weddings are one of those things where sometimes you feel upset if you don't get invited, but when you do invite us, sometimes <laughs> you wish you weren't. Like, only because, it's not because you don't like the people, but it's a big day. And you got to wear clothes that are uncomfortable and don't fit like they should and, um, you know. It's like, I don't want to wear these fancy clothes. I want to wear my track pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I really enjoy dressing up. I really enjoy all the beautiful things. And a big thing for me is, especially in the marriage ceremony, I'm always reminded of 
our wedding day. That's right. And all of the things that went wrong, but also all of the feelings that I felt on that day as well. Yeah, and that's a cool thing about going to a wedding is taking that opportunity to remember your own wedding day and, you know, why you fell in love with each other in the first place and, and why you wanted to get married and, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, something that I just really love is just like I get all the feels when I go to a wedding and I just think, oh, and it makes me want to hold your hand and, and feel like, in love again. Yeah. And like those, you know, you think of, and sometimes I even cry at weddings because I think about those two people standing up the front there have no idea the life that they're signing up for and yet how beautiful for them to be embarking on this journey. And that's right. It is totally a journey and you, you have no idea where it's going to go. Like yeah. 10 years ago, we had no idea that this is where we'd be in life at this point. And this is where we'd be living and this is what we would have experienced and some of the ugly things that we've had to live through together and hold each other through. We just had no idea. Mm. And, you know, yeah, I just think like on the day of our wedding, like I never knew what it was like to love you as the father of my children and how proud I would be and how excited I would be and, and how it would change the way that I loved you when I saw you holding those little babies at the hospital and, and things like that. Like, is that are you starting to tear up or is that the sickness? It's uh. Just an allergy. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true. It was a whole nother, um, like a compartment of love that I found when you became the mother of my children and not yeah. just my wife as well. Like, yeah. You don't yeah. know on your wedding day the depths of the love that you can feel for each other. And you also don't know on your wedding day the amount of crazy that you can drive each other. And you also don't know on your wedding day all of the hurdles that you're going to jump over and how you're going to navigate those. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. So, what does the Bible say about our ordinary life? Well, I wanted to just pause for a moment too. Can I pause for back, 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 back it up a little Mm -hmm. second? Okay. Okay. So, I wanted to think about, it's really important to remember why you chose your spouse. And I think going to weddings really reminds you of that. It sort of makes you go, oh, you know, remember when I was young and this is how I felt about you. But actually just in the middle of your ordinary, think about, you know, I chose this person for a reason. There were other options. Um, (laughs) Well, some people. Some people had other other options. Well, let's be honest. Like there, there is a universe and there are people that are single and, um, it's, it's a possibility, even though you might have felt at the time like you were restricted in your options. But you could also choose to be single. So you chose your spouse. You chose to build a life with them. You chose to say, hey, I want to see what happily ever after looks like with you. Yeah. And um, sometimes we forget that in the ordinary, that we made a choice and the choice was this person. And maybe where we're standing right now, maybe it doesn't – it's hard to see that and it's really important to to reflect on it and to think about it. And maybe if you, even if you need to, like get a piece of paper out and write a list like – why did I like this person? What stuck out to me when I first met them? What what made me think this person will be good for a spouse or to go on a date with? Or mm. what what was the interest? What was the the thing that sparked my attention about them? What did I like? And just write a list like top five things that you like about your spouse. Because I think sometimes it's really important to acknowledge those things, um, especially if we get into a place where we're just struggling to see past the negative. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, good thing. All right, I've got another passage of the Bible. You want to go there now? Yeah, I think we Now should. that I'm done with my yarn. All right. Romans. I was about to say, oh, my goodness, I've lost Romans, but I've found Romans. You can't lose Romans. Well, I don't know. I'm having a bit of a struggle straight today. Probably should put my glasses on. <laughs> that would probably help. <laughs> um, Romans chapter 12 and verses 1 to 3. You want me to read this one or sure. do you want to read this one? All right. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and what is acceptable and perfect. Yeah. All right. What's that got to do with being ordinary? I don't know. All right. Let me just... um, Go on to another thing for a sec. So, because I think the message translation of this text is really cool. I like, I I, like a- Romans, that passage that you read is like a, a groundbreaking theological triumph. That's the word, yeah. It's, um, because it's, it's the hinge. Like all of Romans 1 through to 11 is talking about the greatness of what has been accomplished for us by Jesus. And then at the start of verse 12, it's like, well, if that's all true, then here's a fitting response. Mm. For, for you, if Jesus has made all this stuff available to you, then this is this is how you should live. Yeah, and it's kind of cool because, like in the Old Testament, the sacrifice was a thing that you did, something that you purchased, something that wasn't part of you. And yet, here he's saying, "Well, because of Jesus, make your whole life a living sacrifice. Yeah. Make what you lay down before God yourself," which is crazy. But I really, really like the message version of this. In the beginning here of verse 1 and 2, it says, So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. And I just love that idea of your ordinary, everyday life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around life. I think so often we don't think that God wants our ordinary. Yeah. We think that God wants our best, that God wants our perfection, that God wants our excellence, wonderful, um, yeah, and all of these things, which God does, but he also loves us when we are at the bottom of our lowest low and in a massive pit that we can't get out of. And when he sees us in that space, he reaches down into it and he pulls us out of it. And he loves us just the same as when we were glamorous and shiny and perfect before that. And I think it's really important to remember that no matter where life takes you, that God loves you and that God seeks after you and that God cares about the little stuff as well as the big stuff. The ordinary stuff as well as the miraculous stuff. Yeah. 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 And I would say that in that God is honoured in ordinary marriage as much as in the exciting and the honeymoon and all that kind of stuff as well. God is honoured when you'd learn to love each other well in the regular, mundane, boring, sometimes disgusting, if you've got small children, (laughs) parts of what it means to be a team and be a married couple. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You can really tell that we're in, like, the toilet stage of life. Actually, you've talked about the toilet a lot today, John. I, I didn't mean didn't mean to. I think it's um, just, like, the third time now. <laughs> Not that I've been, like, counting. Don't keep tabs. Don't count about things about your spouse. Just let it, let it ride. Um, <laughs> and I think, um, you know, you look in, in the Old Testament that God can use a donkey – 
yes. to bring about his glory. Um, the Old Testament talks about how the rocks and the trees will just praise God and bring glory to God if we don't do it. And even how all of creation is praising him and worshiping him. And what are they doing? Ordinary, That's, everyday, yeah, yeah. mundane yeah. things. Yeah. They're not glamorous and sparkly and shiny and covered in glitter. They are their yeah. usual when the everyday self. Sing the way they sing every other day, they're worshipping. When the yeah. flowers open up in the morning, they're worshipping, just yeah. doing what they do, living yeah. how they live. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's so important to remember that you, when you are sleeping, when you are eating, when you're going to work, when you're walking around, when you're raising your kids, when you're hugging your spouse at the end of a long day and you're meeting each other in the kitchen and getting your hands dirty in the soapy dishwasher, washing water together, like those are moments where you are glorifying God. And so take that in your heart wherever you go as yeah. well. Yeah. Or get a dishwasher. Well, I thought it was romantic. It well, was one beautiful. person dries, one person washes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love what you said. So, like, but there's that, not enough room at the sink. That hug at the end of the day, the kids are in bed, you're feeling a little bit over everything, and you can just hold each other and do a big exhale. Mm. And it's just, it's very special. Mm. We need to wrap up. Yeah. And I don't even know if I've said anything coherent today. I'm not feeling <laughs> super great. But nonetheless, we have enjoyed being with you. Here we are. So I just want to remind you that your ordinary life, your ordinary marriage can honour God when you include Jesus in it and when you do your regular stuff. So go out and bless the world and be blessed. Be blessed.